0: Hey guys this week's episode is brought to you by rothys you know i love my rothys shoes because they're comfortable sustainable and washable and i discovered them and bought them with my own money way before they became sponsors to see for yourself why they've got over a thousand nearly perfect reviews head over to rothys.com slash yhl that's r-o-t-h-y-s dot com slash y-h-l I'm John. And I'm Sherry.
1: We like home stuff.
0: We like talking.
1: And we like the occasional game show sound effect. So welcome to Young House Love Has a Podcast, where we have deep and not so deep conversations about DIY, design, and life at home.
0: Today we've got news about our next big renovation project, including why it's been something that we haven't been brave enough to go for in the past, and why selling the duplex is finally helping us take the leap. And boy, is it a leap.
1: Let's talk about Florida.
0: You guys know how I've been on the train of like, let's just get a little cottage in Florida, sell everything else, and live life by the beach. It's our family's dream.
1: Yes, Jerry has been campaigning for this off and on, I guess, on Instagram and on the podcast.
0: And I guess the news is John said yes. Oh, you guys, we are officially moving to Florida. I know it sounds insane and rash. It has actually been something we've talked about off and on. We kept chickening out for the last few years. It
1: probably sounds like an April Fool's joke because I think even for us, it felt like something out of the realm of possibility for years because, you know, we've got so much established here in Richmond. Like we've lived in Richmond for 14 years. We've been in this house for almost seven years. But there's some reasons why we finally feel like this is the time to kind of go for it. As big and crazy as it may sound.
0: Every time we thought about it, we chickened out for one reason or another, and we'd say things like, no, I mean, this is our forever house. We just love this neighborhood, and we love our friends, and we've been here so long. And we just kind of like, say it would be nice, but talk ourselves out of it. But now more than ever, it just feels like it's actually the time to to poop or get off the pot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And we'll, we'll get into why, but... um. So
0: we're pooping, guys. It's happening.
1: <laughs> I, I think that should be the title of this episode.
0: John said yes, parentheses, we're pooping.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Seriously, this is sort of the thought process that really got me off the fence and to the other side, to the Florida side of the fence. And it's this idea that we could have one house that checks all the boxes for us and checks them year round because... Right now, we feel kind of split between our house in Richmond and our house out in Cape Charles, our beach house. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, obviously, that's a serious First world problems, guys. Yeah. But I think spending all that time out in Cape Charles and really falling in love with the lifestyle out there, you know, being near the beach and the water, someplace that's walkable, that has a bit more of a small town urban feel versus the suburban feel that we have here in our home in Richmond. And we've talked off and on about maybe just moving to Cape Charles full-time, but the thing that keeps holding us back is that because of the weather here in Virginia, we'd only really get to enjoy the things we love about Cape Charles for a few months out of the year. Like, you know, right now it's February, so it's cold. It means it's less comfortable to be outside. There's fewer people out and about. Even like a lot of the shops and restaurants that we walk to are closed for the season. So like if we could magically extend the summer in Cape Charles, like drag it out to be more months of the year, I think it would be a near perfect option for us.
0: Yeah, and I'm not even kidding myself. Like I know you're probably listening and saying it's going to be super hot in Florida or it's still going to get cold in the winter in Florida. I am just looking at how much our family loves a pool and a beach, how much more walkable things are when it feels nice outside. And so, yes, even if we do have a few months of cold there, it will definitely extend the summer season by a lot. Like if in Cape Charles, it might be like three or four months out of the year, I get that summer feeling. If we go to Florida, we can get that summer feeling for like eight or nine months out of the year. And that makes a huge difference for our, you know, like sun loving family that wants to be outside walking around.
1: Right, and I think in addition to that, we are looking for a place that checks the box is that we get from Richmond, like, you know, having good schools nearby, Uh, Lots of dining, shopping and activity options, you know, and even those like little stupid things like, you know, being near Home Depot. I know that might sound silly, but those are things that contribute to your daily quality of life.
0: I know it's so hard because we're basically saying we want what we get from Cape Charles, but we also want what we get from Richmond. Smack it all together and also make it walkable and warm, you know, because it would keep us from having to drive between two places, having two houses to maintain, two houses worth of utilities to pay, double the things to take care of,
1: double the yards to maintain, And that actually is a good transition to the other big part of why this was an exciting idea for us. And that's this sort of downsizing, simplifying thing that we talk about a lot. Like we confessed in episode 95, I looked it up, that was almost two years ago that our current house in Richmond is too big for us. Like we have more space than we need, more space than we would like to maintain. And that goes for both inside and outside, like Sherry was saying. So like the yard and also the house itself. Our house is about 3,200 square feet, but we have found like a house like our beach house, which is closer to 1,800 square feet, is a better size for us. And ever since we sort of came to that conclusion that this house was too big, we've been kind of stuck as to what to do about it.
0: We were kind of dumb-dumbs about it in the beginning. Like, if you listen to that episode, we'll link it in the show notes, we're like, so yeah, our house is too big, but we're not going to, like, close off rooms or knock parts off the house, so we'll stay here, even though it's too big. Yeah. Again, first world problems. But it is this concept that we were like, what if we went to one smaller house, it had fewer utilities, it had fewer spaces to keep clean... It was walkable to everything. And by the way, it's in perpetual summer near good schools. Like this is something we could at least research and hope exists before saying, eh, we're too settled here. We can't do it.
1: Yeah. I think in the past years that this idea has crossed our minds, we wrote it off as being too difficult, too big of a change, or, you know, just giving ourselves excuses as to why we had to stay here. Because, you know, we had planned on this being a long-term house for us, a long-term community for us. Kind of like when you were talking about the duplex, like we had envisioned our Richmond house and our beach house as part of our lives for years, and so it was hard to deviate from that plan. You
0: guys know John with a plan; he yeah. is very married to said plan.
1: Well, and I want to also address in the duplex because I realize the timing of this may seem like, oh, I get it—that's really why they're selling the duplexes so they can move to Florida. And while that actually probably would have made the decision about the duplex easier, it was not the order in which things happened. I think it was actually you know me going through that experience of realizing like you can deviate from your plan. I think also helped me really open up to this idea of like, if I can deviate from that plan and be really excited about it, maybe I can deviate from other plans. Even though we're so emotionally attached to the duplex and all the work and time we put into it. Realize- and
0: our house and the pink house. Like I think in years prior, we were like, but we can't leave the pink house. We love that house, the back stairs, that patio, my hot tub. But I also think there's something funny about renovating houses that reminds you, you have the power to do that. You can do it again.
1: Right. Right. I just think there was a variety of factors that kind of like all hit us at once in terms of wanting to downsize, wanting a change of lifestyle. And it suddenly felt like this was a really exciting thing we could do to kind of put our money where our mouth is, I guess, in a way like we've been thinking about all these things and we've been talking about wanting to live more simply and in a smaller space. And here's something we can actually do to put it into action. So like, why not go for it? Like, it's a it's a big change. Like, I don't want to downplay how much of a dramatic shift this is like that's not lost on Sherry and I.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: we have done a lot of talking and a lot of considering all the factors of things. But it just comes down to like, this is the time to do it. And let's talk about the timing, actually. that I'm glad I said that. Pat on the back, John. Good
0: job, John. I
1: love it when I set myself up for a transition. Again, I know it sounds like it's very convenient how it lined up with a duplex. And it is convenient. But the timing for us as to why we feel like now is the time to make the decision is really around our children and their schooling Because we felt like it would be best and maybe easiest to transition them to a new community and a new school while they're still in elementary school. And right now we have a kindergartner and a fourth grader. And so we are coming up on that transition to middle school. Here in Richmond, that takes place in sixth grade. So we were like, originally, let's make sure we move before sixth grade. That would give us like about... A year and a half to make this decision. But then we found out that some of the places we were looking in Florida, the fifth grade is actually housed in the middle school. So that kind of lit a fire under our butts like, oh gosh, if we end up in one of those spots, maybe we need to make the decision now so that we can be moved before next school year starts, like before next fall, so that our daughter can start fifth grade at the time everyone else is transitioning to a new school, you know, the new middle school. So that's why now is kind of the time that we feel like we have to act on it.
0: Yeah, because I think we both were like, oh, there's something comforting about like a year and a half to make this decision. I'll just soak in my bathtub for a year and a half. And like, I still have a hall bathroom I have to renovate and I want to do a back patio. Like, we still had plans for this house, things we could do to increase the value, things we could blog about. Like, I can see how this might look like, oh, because you finished your house, it's time to go. But like, my house is not finished, guys. I mean, we have two seashell-shaped sinks that remain in this house.
1: This probably reeks of like, blogger finishes master bathroom, needs to move on for content.
0: (laughs) Well, my new theory is I think there might be a curse when a blogger finishes their master bathroom because I watched Julia finish her beautiful master bathroom. You know, Chris loves Julia. And then she was like, guess what, guys, we're moving. And I was like, how can you lose that? Like, how can you leave that beautiful bathroom? Like, just stay there a few more years just to like enjoy what you put into it, right? Right. Like, I think that's all of us. We watch people put things together and we think never change it, never move. But obviously in real life, there's these factors like kids schooling and what's best for transitions.
1: I think it's hard for bloggers readers. And, you know, we were in the position of being a reader of Chris and Julia's blog when they made that decision. It's hard for you to evaluate a choice based on anything other than the house, because that's the part that the blogger is sharing with you. It's hard to communicate the other factors like location and schools and all the things that a lot of us kind of keep more private just for, you know, privacy reasons. And like we're trying to express here, it is a hard pill to swallow that we just finished this room (laughs) that we really, really are happy with. And now we're only going to get to enjoy it for like four or five months before we go.
0: So if if timing were up to us, I feel like if there wasn't this like fifth grade middle shift in some of the areas we're looking at, we would have just been like, hey, guess what? We're going to stay another year. Soak up the bathroom, do the hall bathroom. Do
1: the patio. Add the
0: patio. I also had this like stepping stone concept that would lead from the front door all the way to the street. Like I love those houses with those paths that lead right up to the door.
1: Yeah. I mean, I won't lie that I am excited for another project because I think just personally... We have a certain itch that needs to be scratched by having something to do. So there might be some subliminal part to it where we realize that we are coming to the tail end of projects to do in this house. But I don't think for me that would have been enough reason to move. Like there were other ways we could have scratched that itch that didn't involve moving to another state or even moving at all. Yeah. So long story short, there are a lot of factors outside of the physical condition of our house that are driving us to make this change. Because if it were just about the house, I would stay here because I love this house.
0: Except it's too big.
1: Well, except it's too big. But I would stay in most of the house.
0: (laughs) We could snap our fingers, lift this house up, make it smaller, put it in a different place that's warm, (laughs) make it walkable.
1: (laughs) Well, and the other thing I wanted to say, because we, I think, mentioned a couple times that this has been an idea that has popped into our brains a few times. Like, actually, even last year when we went to Florida for spring break, we took a day to go drive around to some neighborhoods in the Fort Lauderdale area because we thought, you know, we're here. We've had this kind of harebrained idea about moving to Florida full time. Let's see if we could actually, like, picture ourselves here, like, find a place that felt like home And for whatever reason, like, no shade to Fort Lauderdale. It just didn't feel like home to us. Like, we didn't land on a spot that was motivating us to move there full time. And so we kind of tabled the idea. Like, we didn't mention it to family, friends, you guys. Like, we just figured that was the end of it. But the idea kind of bubbled up again.
0: Yeah, it's like our third winter of thinking about it. It's always triggered by cold, guys. It's like three years ago, some of our really good friends moved to Florida in a different area than Fort Lauderdale. And they were telling us, it's so amazing, this and that. And we were like, that is so cool. I can't believe your family did that. What a like ballsy move. We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, thought about it and daydreamed about it and then immediately gave up on it. Then the following year, we were like, what if we go on spring break and we look around while we're there? And that was in that Fort Lauderdale area. We looked around. We just were like, "Ah, eh, it just doesn't feel like home. Tabled it again. Yeah. And then it bubbled up again this winter. And we're like, this has to mean something. Like, it might seem to you guys like a harebrained idea out of nowhere, but we have kept coming back to this idea yeah. and I guess given it more and more consideration. And something about the duplex and letting go of a plan and learning... Learning that we can pivot and being excited by new, you know, like bold decisions that might not have been outlined for the last 10 years. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to follow a plan you've had for 10 years, yeah. you know?
1: Well, and so what we did this year, because as Sherry so elegantly said earlier in this episode, we decided, you know, with this fifth grade deadline, we needed to poop or get off the pot. <laughs> like we need to figure out if there was something to this idea, if we should let it go entirely or if maybe there was a third or fourth option out there we hadn't considered yet. So earlier this month, Sherry and I took a little recon trip to Florida.
0: Actually, our friends who live there and who have been telling us for three years, you have to move to this part of Florida. This part of Florida is the best. They invited us to their house and we met with realtors and we looked at neighborhoods. We met with schools. We met with a contractor. <laughs> like we were trying to figure out if we could make a nucleus there and do enough things to give us confidence. Because you guys know John. Like John has to be really... Oh, yeah. really sure about something. If we hadn't gone to a school or met with a contractor, he'd be like, what if there is no contractor? What if the school feels weird? Like, how many houses did we see? We probably drove by
1: 80. Yeah, I don't know if we drove by that many, but we certainly probably pinned a lot. And then when we got to various neighborhoods or areas, we were able to either dismiss them quickly or say like, no, let's come back here with a realtor. And I want to say we didn't Instagram this or share this yet because it is such a big personal decision. We wanted to make sure that we were making it for ourselves and sort of in a I was going to say isolation bubble, but that sounds weird. But, you know, I wanted to make sure that we were evaluating it between the two of us and for our family, not with all the voices of everyone on the internet chiming in on it.
0: Yeah, because I think everyone would have been like, yes, this would be so fun to watch. And we wouldn't even want to subconsciously be taking on this project based off of anything that wasn't like, because we could see the full picture. You know how online you can show a picture of a house or a lot and someone could say, do that one, but they don't get the like walkability or the location or the neighborhood or, you know, the community feel.
1: Or the inside of the house. Like we saw a couple houses online that we were like, this is it, this checks all the boxes. And then we went there with the realtor and the layout or the condition of it just was not what we had hoped.
0: Yeah, I know it's impossible to do this from far away, guys. Side note, if anyone is daydreaming about making a big move, I mean, this sounds obvious, but I would definitely go there because (laughs) there were a lot of- (laughs) Good
1: life advice, Sherry.
0: (laughs) Don't move sight unseen online. Well, they're just worth things. This is my advice. Take a dart. (laughs) Get a map. Throw it.
1: There's your new house.
0: No, they are literally were my favorites immediately. Sometimes I'd see the neighborhood and be like, nope, it's not where I thought. It's not as walkable as I thought. So the crazy thing is that after all the pounding of the pavement and going to all these places, we drove ourselves first. Then we had a realtor take us back to the ones we wanted to see the inside of. And we just fell in love with this area and this neighborhood. It's very wooded. We saw deer. Crazy enough, it felt like we were home because, you know, in Richmond, we have little deer that hang out in our house. This house is walkable to the beach, and yet there were deer. I was like, if a house has ever called our name, John, it is this house.
1: And the deer was wearing sunglasses and (laughs) flip-flops.
0: Swim trunks.
1: Right. Wait, and did we say this was on the Panhandle? I forget.
0: Oh, yeah. It's on the Florida Panhandle. So, you know, it's warm, but doesn't get super hot like the tip of Florida. And it's that Gulf side of Florida where you get that beautiful blue-green water that looks almost like it's fake because it's so lovely.
1: Well, and I feel like we should stop beating around the bush a little bit and say that we not only fell in love with this neighborhood, but we fell in love with a house and we met with a contractor who gave us confidence we could make it what we wanted. And we put an offer in on this house, and we found out as our plane touched down on the way home that our offer was accepted. Blah, blah,
0: blah, blah. Air horn from my mouth, because I'm very excited.
1: (laughs) So, guys, we actually now almost own five houses. (laughs) I think we're doing this wrong.
0: (laughs) The duplex will close before we close on that house. Although the Florida house has a very fast closing. The loan guy's like, I can do this in a few weeks. We were like, wow. Yeah. So yes, there will be a small amount of time where we have too many houses still, but it's towards the goal of just one house. Yes. We're moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So it does mean, if you haven't picked up on this already, that we will be selling both our beach house, you know, the pink one out in Cape Charles. And our home here in Richmond, which, you know, is is really bittersweet, I have to say, because as much as we are excited about this next phase and the new adventure, like it's sad. I mean, I I love both of those houses and what they have meant to our family and all of the time and love and energy we have put into them. But I think I'm at a place right now where I realize like those things can exist and you can sort of treasure what they are and what they've meant to you and still move on to something. Like that doesn't mean you have to stay in a house forever, especially if it's not giving you all the things that you need or you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I mean I think we still love our first house, you know our Itty Bitty Ranch when we drive by it, we're always like, "Oh, we love that house." Like we will continue to love these houses. It feels much like the duplex where like it will be in the care of someone else, but we loved the opportunity to make it over and enjoy it and like put our stamp on it and show it some love because I think that is one of our passions is finding these houses that need love and fixing them up. And so we are sad to leave what's here, but we are so excited about what we found. I think we both went on that Florida recon trip thinking maybe we'll find an area. Not expecting we'd find the house. And then when we went in it and we were like, this feels so right. We love this house so much. You have to be really picky. Like we had to say... Do we just like this neighborhood, but this isn't the house?
1: Um, I am not going to go through the whole rigmarole of packing up two houses and moving if it's not the right house. Like, I think I've probably said, like, I'm never moving again because I really don't like... Yeah, <laughs> we hate
0: moving. I don't like the
1: logistics <laughs> of moving and packing and all that stuff. So I'm not looking forward to that. But because we feel so confident in what's next... We're willing to put ourselves through that.
0: <laughs> the annoyance of moving. Yeah. Well, the good news is we can't move all that much stuff because why don't you share the size of this
1: house? Oh, yeah. So we talked about downsizing. The house that we are buying is currently less than half the size of our current house. So we are uh, looking forward to that challenge, but I'm also not kidding myself that it's going to be a challenge. Like we have currently way more stuff than we are going to have room for or that we will need there. And I think it will be an interesting experiment to see how we get to the downsizing we know from having lived at the beach house that we can live with less space but getting there and making the choices about what we keep what we don't keep what actually fits in these smaller bedrooms i think will be an interesting experiment I'm most excited that we're going to like one-tenth of the lot size.
0: Yes, our lot is 90% smaller than our lot in Richmond. It's 0.1 of an acre instead of an entire acre. We are thrilled because the beach houses are on little lots, and it just feels so much like a community in a small town, and, you know, you can walk to your neighbors, and you can walk to other places. Like, where this house is located, it's a few blocks from the beach, that beautiful greeny blue gulf water, but it's also a few blocks to restaurants, parks parks, bookstores, a market, like all these things that feel unbelievable to be walkable. We can walk to them and it's golf cartable, which we're very excited about. We love a golf cart. I
1: can finally golf cart to a grocery store.
0: I know. Like a
1: legit grocery store.
0: A real grocery store and load up the back and bring our little apples and bananas home. It's going to be the best. Um, I'm trying to figure
1: out if there's anything we didn't say. We made notes for ourselves because we knew there was a lot that we had to catch you all up on because this is, you know, again, a big thing that we've been thinking about for a while but haven't really mentioned more than in passing.
0: Right. Well, I think one thing I would like to just expound on for one more sentence, even though I know this is getting long, is that I am very much looking forward to the downsizing process and sharing that with you guys. I've been, like, Googling on Pinterest, like, how to choose what to keep. Because like John said, it's less than half the square footage of our current house. It's actually, of all the houses we've ever owned, the closest in square footage to our very first house, which was 1,300 square feet.
1: Um, Which we moved out of because it felt too small when we had just one baby. One baby!
0: But... The issue was we only had one full bath, and we are going to create two full baths in this one. Right now, it currently only has one. And the sink is in the toilet. No, the sink is in the tub. There's no water running to it. There are holes in the floor. Like, perhaps we should explain that this is definitely a fixer-upper. Yes. And that's why part of the reason was meeting with a contractor while we were there to make sure we could take this on and have someone we could trust from far away to get it to livable so that by the time we move there, it is safe for our children to inhabit.
1: That's what I wanted to say. I knew I was forgetting something. If it wasn't clear from the discussion about schooling is that we are planning to move there probably some time in June or early July once our kids are done with school. School ends here in Richmond in mid-June, so they're going to be able to finish out their school year before we go. And so that gives us between now and then to not only get these other houses sold, but also do some work via the contractor in Florida to get the new house ready for us to occupy it. Because yeah, right now it doesn't even have a single functioning bathroom.
0: There's no water running to the house right now. (laughs) Yes,
1: it's missing some flooring. Like
0: there's- The HVAC doesn't work. It's, you know what's funny, you guys? We have a pattern when we buy a house. The house has been uninhabited for ages. (laughs) Even our house in Richmond that we've been in for the last seven years. When we bought this house, no one had lived in it for two years and there was a possum living in the house. If
1: that's not foreshadowing, I don't know what is.
0: We forgot about the possum until recently and I was like you know what's funny I'll just talk about possums when we bought our house it had a possum in it yeah. so I'm just waiting for someone to discover a possum at the new house in Florida because it's the same thing no one has been in it it didn't have water running to it in fact the real estate agent assumed whoever bought this house would doze it bulldoze it yeah. and build on the lot a big old house and we're like oh no we will save this little old yeah. house
1: we can't afford that <laughs>
0: No, we're not going to do that. It's so cute, you guys. And we can't share pictures or anything yet because we're not closed on it. And it just feels jinxy. We have never, you know, we usually wait until we're closed on something to even talk about it because it feels jinxy. But we wanted to keep you guys posted because it is such a big change. Yeah. So we are just sharing it as it goes. But cross your fingers that everything goes well. And we do believe we're going to be able to move this summer with all the work that the contractor will do to just get it to livable. And then we plan, obviously, to do more work as we live there. We've even talked about adding a pool and even a little itty bitty guest house for our friends and family to stay because we know we're going to be further from them and the way that this house is right now it's even smaller than the pink house so there's not really space for guests to stay there's just bedrooms for our family um you know john loves a shed it's basically going to be another shed for john it's going
1: to be an air-conditioned shed
0: with plumbing and a
1: bed (laughs) so not really a shed And speaking of which, you guys may know that we do have a lot of family here in the Richmond area. So it goes without saying that's one of the toughest parts of this move, you know, leaving our friends and family. But we're reassured by the fact that since we have family here, we'll be visiting Richmond a lot. So we'll have lots of opportunities to see our family and friends again. And, you know, our families are already accustomed to being spread out around the country.
0: Yeah, like John's sister and my mom live on the West Coast. My dad and my brother live in New Jersey. John's oldest sister lives in New York City. So, like, we have family all over and we still figure out ways to get together and see everyone. So that, I guess, gives us confidence to do this and know we're not just, like, disappearing from the family.
1: Yeah, we won't be the only ones traveling for family events. And, like, we already have friends and family that have, like, called dibs on spring break next year in our house so they can come visit us. And I'm like, guys, we have not moved yet.
0: Well, I had one friend say that when we told them what was going on, they were like, I don't know what took you so long. Like, you can work anywhere. You can live anywhere. You're such beach people. Like, this feels so you. And that was just a really nice thing to hear. You know, like, when you're telling people you're so nervous about what they're going to say. Yeah.
1: But we should wrap this up. Uh, Obviously, we are very excited about it. We're excited to also share it with you guys as we go through this big transition. Our kids are very excited about it. They didn't come with us on that trip, that recon mission. But we've shown them pictures. We took a video from for them. And we are going in April to spring break in that area so that they can see it in person. And also we can like meet with the contractor and, you know, take care of some things.
0: Yeah, I just hope you guys can hear the excitement that we have for this. But it's not without acknowledging that certainly it is a big change. There is fear with it. It's why we kept vacillating for years and years and saying we wanted to do it and to ourselves, but never saying it publicly. But there is something very exciting about deciding to pull the ripcord. And
1: poop. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know how else to go from there except to say that we should go to We're Digging and we first have to take a quick break.
0: I feel like I already tell everyone who will listen about my Rothy's shoes. In fact, I dug them on the podcast years ago and now they're a sponsor of this podcast.
1: Well, and I guess for the people you haven't told, let's give them some basics. Uh, Rothy's are shoes for women and kids that are made out of recycled water bottles. And if that sounds crunchy and stiff and gross, you're wrong.
0: Yeah, the way they knit these shoes make them super comfortable. There's basically no break-in period with them. And I have some of their pointy flats, and I wear them all the time. I even got a pair of camo green ones last year, stepping out of my black and leopard comfort zone. And they're so awesome. They're super soft. It feels like you're wearing socks or slippers. They're not crunchy at all.
1: Yeah, someone tweeted me the other day that some of their new colors reminded them of the duplex, I guess, because there's like a mint one and a coral one now.
0: Yeah, and one of my friends just got the fawn color, which is like a warm camel type color, and it is really good too.
1: Well, and if your order ever isn't what you expect, Rothy's always does free shipping on both orders and returns, and everything ships right in the shoebox, so there's no unnecessary waste or packaging or anything. Plus, whenever they're dirty, you can just throw them in the washing machine because they're totally 100% machine washable.
0: Yep, yeah, so head over to rothys.com YHL to check out all of their styles, their colors, and patterns. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot YHL.
1: We're actually both digging books this week because we had a lot of time on planes and in airports during our recon trip to Florida, because due to weather and mechanical issues, we ended up seeing six different airports just to get from Richmond to Florida and back.
0: As I was standing in line crying, because I'm a I'm a frustration crier, and so I'm like tearing up and like, get it together. Everyone in this line got their flight canceled. You're the only one crying. Someone walked up to me and was like, I love your blog. <laughs> I was like, dang it, (laughs) totally busted, crying in line. Well,
1: she at least was in the line, so she understood our frustration. I should clarify why we saw six different airports. We knew we would have at least three airports because there was a connection flight. It's not a direct flight between Richmond and uh, we flew into the Destin Airport. But because of weather, our flight out of the Destin Airport got canceled. So we found another similar flight that left from a nearby airport, the Panama City, Northern Florida Beaches Airport. I forget what it's officially called. So we left out of a different airport and had a connection through another city. And when we got there... Our flight to Richmond got canceled. That's what prompted Sherry's crying.
0: My breakdown. It was the second flight canceled. And I just was like, I'm never going to get home to my children.
1: And we were also going off of two hours of sleep because our flight got canceled in the middle of the night. And we had to stay awake for another two hours just to get the new flights, the ones that then ended up being
0: canceled. Right. We rebooked all night long only to have that canceled.
1: (laughs) And the only way we could finally get home because of the Richmond flight was canceled was to go to a sixth airport that landed in D.C. and then drive two hours to Richmond. So it was not one of our better travel days. It
0: was really bad. I was like, Florida really wants to keep us.
1: <laughs> Maybe that was it. But anyways, we had a lot of time to um, consume some books and stuff. So we're digging a couple things. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this week I'm digging two books by an unknown-to-me author. I found one of her books in a little free library, loved it so much, devoured it, that I got her second book from the library. The The real library. The real library. The first one that I read is actually her second book. It's called 99% Mine. Her name is Sally Thorne, and it just looked like a cute chick lit like light, fluffy romance book. I have not been doing those very much lately because I went on this like weird spree of books that are nonfiction about like money and finances and investing. And before that, I had been doing sexy fairy novels, which is like a genre all its own. Yes. So moving back into like a regular old romance book, I thought this will be fine. But it actually was a joy. I loved the character. I love the story. It actually has to do with fixing up a house. Like there's a lot of <laughs> old home being restored vibes going on in the background and and I was like, this Little Free Library really did me right with this romance novel. It
1: really knew its customer.
0: Seriously. It was like made for me. So I loved it. It was joyful. It was very easy to read. And then I got the second one, which is about um, not fixing up a house, but it's these like co-workers who are kind of like enemies. And obviously, you guys see this coming a mile away. They fall in love. So both books, I love them. They were super quick reads. I Wait, what's like-
1: the second one called?
0: It's called The Hating Game. The
1: Hating Game? The
0: Hating Game. Sally Thorne, she's only done two because after that I was like, I want to read all of her books. These were the only two so far. But I don't know. Just if you're looking for something light and romantic and cute, I didn't want to stop reading because I just wanted to read about how it would all play out and it didn't disappoint.
1: And I realized I said I'm digging a book, but I'm actually digging a book I want to read, not one that I've read yet. I listened to a podcast on the plane about a book, and now I want to read the book.
0: So you're technically digging the podcast so sure. far because you can't really endorse the book without having read it, but it sounds interesting.
1: Yes. And if you're someone who doesn't have time for a book right now and just wants a 45-minute podcast episode, here you go. It's actually a book by Malcolm Gladwell. He's the one who's written The Tipping Point and Outliers and all those um, really popular books about sort of human nature and all that stuff. And I guess he's got a new one out called Talking to Strangers. The subtitle is What We Should Know About the People We Don't. And this episode on his podcast, because he has a podcast called um, Revisionist History, but this particular episode was airing of the audio from his appearance on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Now I feel like I'm talking about a podcast of a TV show about a book. Like, this is very roundabout.
0: It really is. I was just thinking we should put in the outro... The audio of Oprah Winfrey herself saying, John and Sherry Petersick. She said our names once, guys, because we were on Super Soul Sunday. The day I threw up my back, they came and recorded us. I was walking like I had something in my diaper. (laughs) (laughs) And good news, it was on Oprah, so everyone saw it. (laughs) Well,
1: we didn't see nor meet Oprah. She just filmed at our house.
0: But she pronounced our name perfectly. Yes,
1: I would have held that against her had she not. (laughs) Anyways, the interview on the podcast sounded really fascinating because I guess the general subject of the book is about how we make snap judgments and evaluations of people in our lives and how sometimes those help us and how sometimes they lead us astray. Because, I mean, I think we all know that you can't assume you know everything about someone just by the way they look or the way they carry themselves or the situation in which you meet them. Like there's so much more to a person. And I guess he gives a lot of examples about how in um, current times and also historically, how those sorts of snap judgments have like changed the course of events or the course of history. And so I'm really interested to dive into it because if you've read any Malcolm Gladwell books before, he always has really fascinating case studies that help you look at a situation or something you thought you knew and reevaluate your assumption on it. And based on the reviews I've read about the book, it sounds like he also has some really eye-opening thoughts about why we should give people the benefit of the doubt and maybe even some tactical ways that we can go into situations with more of an open mind so that we don't make harmful snap judgments about people. So... I plan to check out the book at some point, I guess, if I end up not liking it. Do I need to recant this? I don't know.
0: What I was just going to say is I like how you're like, so if that sounds interesting, read my book. And I'm like, or if you just want like a cupcake romance, then read my book. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Young House Love Has a Podcast.
1: And if you know someone who might be interested in hearing the news of our big move, please share this episode with them. Or if that person would rather read the news, we're going to link a transcript of this week's show in the show notes. It's a long read, and maybe Sherry's poop jokes won't translate in writing, I don't know. But it's there if you want it.
0: And we're loving all the messages we're getting about what you guys do while you listen. Like Miss Josephine on Instagram, who sent a video of herself snowblowing her driveway with the caption, Gotta love Alaskan winners
1: exhibit a as to why we honeymooned during the alaskan summer
0: and while we're gonna hold off on sharing pictures of the new house at the moment we did throw a couple pictures from our trip in the show notes at younghouselove.com slash podcast
1: yep and we'll link up those books that podcast and the clip of oprah saying our names
0: john and sherry petersick i sounded just like her nope bye three cups of tea three cups of tea for me because when i record a podcast it won't take one or two it has to be three then
1: she'll have to pee
0: i will have to pee
1: that's why when we say now i take a quick break that's, that's a bathroom <laughs> it's <break>. tingle
0: time
1: <laughs>